found a good cop and Bill chuckled and he says, yeah. And I said, they, they kind of offered me an apartment, but the apartment she wanted me to take was 1700 a month. And I said, that's ridiculous. I said, no. And I said, am I stupid for saying no? But, you know, even for six months, I said, a lot of work to get in, a bad mark on your record, a lot of work and no support getting out. That just didn't make any sense. This is when you were talking to Bill? When were you talking to Bill about this? Oh, okay. This and wasn't months ago then. Okay. No, this was sometime in the last week. I think it was in the morning because I was throwing the dogs at the ball. But anyway, so what I was getting at was the homeless thing and the problem. And I was just wondering if they kind of got rid of everybody. And I mentioned, I said, I don't know if you know this or not. It sounded like he didn't know it. That, I mean, that's what it sounded like. I don't know that he did or he didn't, but it sounded like he didn't know it. That, that she had offered for the church to pay for me for a while. And I kind of told him how it went down, about it was $1,700, and how much can you pay? And I said, well, nothing, and, and maybe 200 at the most, and, and how long would you be paying as well? I don't know, it wouldn't be indefinitely, but maybe at least six months or so. Well, okay, so what happens after six months? If you're paying 15 and I'm paying two, what happens after six months? Well, then it's your problem. And he kind of, like, there was a, a gasp, you know, like, uh, you know, I could just see a shocked look on his face. Mm-hmm. And, and I, so I was just kind of wonder why I was asking about John because I asked her about him. She mentioned he was in an apartment. This is back last January, but I'm telling him the story. I said, I mentioned him, and I hadn't seen him. And she said, oh, we helped him get into an apartment, uh, some program or something. And I said, well, what if he runs out of money or can't pay it? And I told him her specific answer was, well, that's his problem, not ours. And he seems a little surprised to hear that. And then he says, well, I've seen John. He says, I don't, you know, I don't go there a lot. I work from home. We're kind of live streaming and stuff. I do go there sometimes. I have seen him a few times in the last couple months. But I don't know if he's looking to move back in. What? I thought you just said that he was back in. Oh, okay. Because he, he turned tail and didn't look back for a while. I think it was last January when they were talking to me, if I'm not mistaken. So John so, turned tail or Bill turned tail? John turned tail and walked away. And he didn't, and he, nobody saw him at the church. And now all of a sudden he's back at the church. Because in the back of my mind was a conversation I had with Lynn and Joel, and just Lynn and I, and then you and I, about how they just want to make you somebody else's problem. You, me, John. Right. So, so, just, so John is trying to come back and make himself their problem again. <laughs> it seems like it. All right. I misheard what you said. I thought you said that John was back, like, staying there. No, I think he... I, well, that's what I was trying to find out from, from Bill. You know, I said, I said, you know, I feel bad. I said, I don't know if people feel bad towards me or not because I was offered, they, they sort of offered me to help me get into an apartment and pay for it. I said, but Bill, come on, doesn't make any sense. If I know I don't even make $1,700 in a month, how is this, and that's the cheapest there is, and that's on the housing scale, how am I supposed to accept somebody's good graces of a $1,700 a month apartment for six months or or however long they pay it, when I know I can't pay it when you stop paying it. And then it's my problem. I'm my own problem. I don't have any help. I just, I, I just didn't make any sense to do that. What was I his... Said, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're upset with me. I said, so I was just kind of wondering, because John was the example in these other conversations, I said to him, I, said, I was just kind of wondering if you've seen John, if he's hit that point where he's not getting help anymore, and now he needs to come back. That's, that's why I'm asking you, Bill. And well, he understood. He says, well, you know, I am not sure on that. He says, but I have seen him a number of times in the last couple months. And for the longest time, we didn't see him at all. So at the very least, he's angling. And yes. there's a distinct possibility he's already back. You know, the, the 
coach still works, thank God, and I was able to get in to try to get the power for Donnie when he was cutting that board for me. Because I had an overhanging board up here on my storage shelf, and I kept hitting my head on it. And so he said, we got to cut that off. He used to do a mark on it, and he did a buzzsaw, but there's no power here. So he took that wood all the way back over there. It's like a seven-foot strip, and he cut one seven-foot line, and he grabbed his cord, and I unplugged it, plugged the soda machine back in, and we got out of there. But, you know, I mean, I would have been able to get it anyway because Fabio was there, and he opened it. So. Of course, if it was so, Avery, he wouldn't have opened it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that's new information. That's for sure. Uh, that is not. I don't know if that would be considered good information or bad. But what was Bill's response to you saying what you said? Like, did he think that you made a bad choice, or or do you understand, or what? I think his mind was wheels were turning. Right. I think he was surprised when I mentioned that Lynn and I had the conversation. And I told her, I said, you know, I said, I, in good conscience, I said, I have a hard enough time spending the little money I have. I said, it wouldn't be right for me to spend your money like that, knowing, I said, I don't know, I have no idea how much money the church has. I said, but if you're going to help me for six months or a year, and I know I can't sustain it afterwards, to me, that's just using it. So I wouldn't do it. No, wait a second. If they're going to give you six months worth, then give you six months worth, right? Six times seventeen hundred is what? Six thousand and uh, that's like ten thousand dollars. Are you saying just give me the cash? Give you the cash, and and now you're the, you're your own problem. Yeah, you know what? That would have been awesome, and I wouldn't have thought of that. But that's note to self in my head. But then when I was talking to him. Um, because he asked me how I was doing and stuff, and I told him I stopped getting fatter and sicker and my car's falling apart and everything else, same as usual. Okay, so I need to interrupt you for your own good? You, so you okay? You did it. You okay with that? Say, you just did it. Yeah, you're going to say, you just did it. No, I just want to interrupt you for your own good because I came up with an idea and I want to get it to you before you, uh, you go off into the weeds. Change. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The idea is, I'll try, I'll try to give you the condensed version, and then I'll try to expand so that you know what the idea is. That was a good idea. Why don't you yeah. give me the money? That was a great idea. So why don't you give me the money and extend that to, hey, I got this property in Oklahoma I need some help with. If you guys just help me a little tiny bit, I will be my own problem. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Right? And... And yeah. so if they're yeah. going to give you cash or a place to stay or co-sign on a loan or something, they could help you with this jerk over in Oklahoma and get past that point. And then then it's you buying a piece of property. And uh, if you can't pay the mortgage, that's not their fault. That's not their problem. They helped you with the down right. payment or whatever. And it well, goes toward... Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to get that idea across because I needed to interrupt you because I had that idea. And I need ways to interrupt you when I think I have a good idea that's going to, right, get that's in. Ex that's expanding on the uh, six months or uh, one year. Yeah, give me the cash long. instead, right, okay. Yeah, but okay, so give me the cash. No matter how nicely you say that, doesn't that still look like using somebody? Uh, it sort of is, but see, they want to, <laughs> they want to help you, and you need the help, and you're willing to accept it. It's just that the help that they're trying to give you doesn't really help. Okay? Well, that's why I, I was curious because I, it was like a ghost town when I was there last a couple Saturdays ago with Donnie, aside from they were doing the food program every other Saturday. And but the rest of it was a ghost town, and okay, it's COVID and all that crap. So John came to mind because I looked back, used the bathroom, and looked at my lock and still on the cupboard back there with my still in it and the key still underneath my floor mat in my car. So I was thinking of John and I saw the patio and I was thinking of him laying there diddling himself in front of the window like it's a dumbass. Um, so I have asked Bill about that. That's why I asked him because the year has been a little more than a year. And, and Lynn did say everybody's different. Some maybe need six months, some maybe need a year. But if you're going to get six months at $1,000 or a year at $200, you know, I'm sure they're probably balancing it out. One year they gave me $350 cash for Christmas. Last couple of years they didn't give me anything. Yeah. 
and and maybe it's uh, ten thousand dollars to help on a down payment for a twenty five thousand dollar piece of property in Oklahoma next to your sister since they were going to give you ten thousand anyway I would feel best running that by bill and probably nobody else I totally understand that and you kind of have to package it in a way yeah. that bill is going to think that's a good idea and I think that is pretty much the best idea you and I have come across <laughs> generated in the last six months. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Now, my sister seems to think, oh, you get a job really easy, you don't have a record. What do you mean? Well, even if you have a traffic ticket out here, see if you've got a record of all public information. You just type in the person's name, or you can type in speeding ticket five miles over the speed limit, and everybody's picture comes up, and everybody knows. And if you're on that list, you can't get a job. So you could get a job really easy. There's the, the VA for I am not doing CNA work. Mm-mm, I am done with that. That was just to help my parents. It's a very ugly profession. Thank God there's people that are willing to do it, even though they steal from you and they mistreat you. Uh-uh, not for me. So my income out there would have to be from writing books or taking pictures. That would have to be it because I can't see That's why I interrupted you. That's okay. So it was not to tell you that you, yeah, it was not to tell you you interrupted me or nothing. It was because I had a good idea and it was important for me to get that across to you before I lost it. think uh, the people at church think that way I think it's like oh I can help her or I'm really really busy and I can't help her or or you didn't you saw it and you're gonna get your and also it's like oh shit I'm in the middle of this thing I'll, I'll call her later and then you forget yeah. so it's a combination of things but to be candid or some of it is oh man I don't really don't want to deal with this person set something up for homeless people if they wanted, but then they would be attracting homeless people. Do you know they don't do the showers in the back anymore? Yeah, you told me. Yeah, that's all the way over, and, and they said, uh, who was it was telling me? Someone was telling me, oh, they rotated. They rotated, and that's their out of their rotation. You know what? For the longest damn time while I was there, they had that sit in the back every Tuesday, again every Thursday, because I had to suck it. I had to make sure that I was before or after, and some of those people showed up really early, and I didn't want them knowing that I was there, and so, um, there's, there's a lot of people there, but now, and they must have done that for at least a year, and I can't imagine the rotation being a year, maybe even longer, if they have that thing in the back. So what's happening with churches is they're discovering how difficult it is to actually serve the people that need the help. Because a church is really, uh, it's a club. Yeah. And, and it's a worship club, the people who worship similar to the way you worship. 
and so everybody feels good and it's a cheerleader worship club and then yeah. and then they think that they you know their god is so good that uh yeah we can accommodate anything and then they soon realize yes their god is that good but it requires sacrifice from me <laughs> right from you and oh shit uh all, all i really did is come here to worship and like with with like-minded people okay and so the, so there's this weird balancing act that goes on and then they they and the churches in the bay area are basically in this mode where they're not helping anybody with anything because they they're they're tired of it so uh, I have no idea. It doesn't matter if you did. If let's say you found something where you could, you, you know, Trinity Church helped ten uh, percent of those homeless, thirty-five hundred of them. Okay. Right. How many homeless would be showing up at Trinity's doorstep within six months? All of them. Yeah, another twenty thousand, easily. Yeah, and then they soon, they very rapidly discover that the other churches are not on board. They love to talk about how they're on board, and oh, somebody should really help, but they are not. Oh, absolutely. That's the way things work in, in Christian churches today. That's part of my fucking book. That's very sad. That's how things are. Do you know it bothered me so much about that lady at the at the Dollar Tree that I think I told you I went I called I called later on the day and I got the night manager. He's actually an assistant, but he was the one at night. And then I he told me to talk to the day guy, and I was kind of afraid that the guy that was doing that was one of the managers. They were just short on help because man, it's hard to get help in places like that. People realize it's a mess and people make a mess of the store and they're supposed to keep it clean and it's hard to do it and management's like 18, 19 years old and it's tough. So uh, I went the next day and I talked to Jesus first thing. He goes, yeah, I know who it was. He says, we, we, we've talked to him before. We need to talk to him again. And I actually got the phone number for corporate and I left corporate a message. Because the only way you can talk to corporate is to go through their stupid automated and leave a message. And they're supposed to get back to you. And, of course, nobody did. Nobody did. But, I mean, it bothered me enough to do that. At least I, at least I tried. So you I know? think the thing to do is you record your interaction with this guy, Jesus. I mean, I'm fantasizing right now, right? I mean, because there's – you can't well, go – yeah, you only do this to somebody who's a first-class asshole. So, uh -huh. if they're an asshole, you get them on record, you get them on recording, and then you put it up on YouTube and you say, "Here's the phone number for for corporate." You know, go for it. And then you did what you had to do, and let other people do what they have to do. And yeah, but doesn't, doesn't somebody know who you are when you do that? Aren't you identified? I don't know. I. I've only put up a few YouTube videos, and it was always corporate level. I was, you know, and so we wanted people to contact us because we were the corporation. You know what I mean? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, the videos work great. They they really work. Yeah. So. Like that guy getting murdered. Jeez, I I can't get that out of my head. That's so sad. Yeah, I did this one video. It was, you know, called the Athena out of the box, and what we got is a lot of these people that were running into all kinds of problems because they would open up this the Athena computer out of the box and didn't know what the fuck that they were doing. So I made this video and I would send the video, you know, on a piece of paper. Here's the URL for the video. She dropped. Dropped it, eh? I can barely hear you now. Oh, wait. Can you... So the, the oh. Athena was a computer? Yeah, yeah. So it was Athena out of the box and basically how to how to do it. And so once I put that up and people started looking at it, I don't know. It was only maybe 
200 or 300 people that actually saw the video, but that was 200 people that didn't have the problems that they had before. You know what I mean? So I saved 200 phone calls by putting together that one video. Wow. And in fact, uh, what, was the point, what was the point of you getting the phone calls? The phone call from the, uh, oh, well, so it was, I was working for Diamond Systems, and so we didn't care if they called us because they knew who we were because we were selling the Athena computer. If you have problems with it, you call us. We're customer support. Yeah, here's the phone number. Call us. Yeah. But if you are, okay, so let's say you're, you know, Rochelle so-and-so, and you put up a video and say, you know, here's the customer support number for these guys, then you don't want them to contact you. Right. Um. But what we need is a separate organization that Rochelle work, not not works for, but has joined. Kevin has joined, and and everybody in the precariat class is a member of. And you sign up, and you pay like a dollar a month to be a member. Okay. And so, as a member of the precariat class. You have you carry around a card and you record these assholes that are doing their asshole thing, and you say, "Oh, here you go. Here's my card for precariat class, and it has contact information for you guessed it, precariat class." And you put oh, up the well, YouTube I'm video. That's right. And also, oh, are you talking? Because you're getting kind of low. Are you far away from your phone? So, no. Sitting on top of my car and there's wind. Oh, okay, that's better. I thought I was dropping the call or something. No. Okay, so so when you're part of an organization, you don't mind getting the phone call. You you know that's part of doing business, right? Part of your job. Yeah. So so for a dollar a month, Rochelle becomes a member of precariat class. You record things and you're in trouble for recording because you know it's against the law or some bullshit bullshit bullshit. And guess what? Precariat class calls up the people that are saying all that bullshit and saying, oh, well, uh, we're going to sue you because you're going to sue one of our members. And so good luck with that. Right. <laughs> do, you, do you see where that's going? Do you understand what you can do for a dollar a month being a member of precariat class? Do you understand yeah, that? Yeah, but aren't they, gonna, aren't they, wouldn't they be looking for organizational paperwork and, and uh, board members and all that shit? Yeah, so you pay your dollar a month and you, con you, you, you sent in a video of what what is what was it dollar store or you know uh, Target? So let's say it was Target or somebody, and so Target decides. So okay, the dollar store, whatever. You pay your dollar a month, and the dollar store wants to because they don't like that you put up this video, but you didn't put okay. up the video. You gave it to us, and we put up the video, so they got to sue us. And your dollar a month isn't going to go up. It's like insurance. Just because you had something happen doesn't mean your insurance goes up. Okay? So, so, so you're... How do you, how do you, who got that video, how do you, how do you come up with the money? How do you support the people that are lawsuits? So, okay, so that's how many people are in uh, this precariat class group? How many? Well, huh? Okay, it starts with ten, and so you you only do ten dollar items in the beginning. You're not gonna you're not gonna go after companies like Target when you're only got ten members, right? Unless you got okay. super duper video like the guy raping somebody in the inside of a Target, right? And so you do something like, okay, I got a, this video of John Luna diddling himself, and and uh, the, the church didn't do shit about it, and I and that kind of sticks under my craw. So here's the video, okay? That sounds like something that ten of us can handle. And so 
the church doesn't like it and they decide they're going to sue, they're not just going to sue you. They have to sue us. That's 10 new people that they have to sue. That they Okay, a whole fucking organization, that's 10. Now, think about when it's 100 or 1,000 or 20,000, okay? Church yeah. sue because the church doesn't sue, right? They sue. They sure do. Okay, so let's say they sue. So they sue. Um, now they're suing. They can't just sue you. They have to sue us. They have to sue an entire organization. And so that organization is going to fuck them up, but good. So they, they Google you right. and your organization, and they find out you've got 10 people, and you've just started, and you've got an income of $10 a month. Right. Okay. Where do you get the backup for an attorney? Where do you get the money for an attorney, real attorney? Well, do you remember when I was asking you for the contact information for your attorney because I had an organization in mind that I thought I wanted him to be front contact for? Yeah, I just don't want to. He, he's too touchy. In fact, I was going to go up there on Friday and see him and kind of catch him and have him answer some questions, but I didn't do it. But, okay. Yeah. So for every person that you are refusing to give contact info that's an attorney, that's you're essentially turning down work for an attorney, which he'd probably be pissed off about. There's a hundred other attorneys out there that'll say, yeah, I'm more than happy to take on that level of work for you. Here's my phone number. Please use my phone number. I saw a video today. Why would a criminal attorney do that? Why would a criminal attorney do that? Because he's going to make money. He's going to make money off of us. Yeah, but is, is, is the us stuff a crime? No, it's or not. It... Okay. What, okay. Is speeding a crime? Yeah. No, it's not. It's an infraction. Speeding is an infraction. Uh, well, anyway, he's a criminal defense attorney. Yeah. So, when does speeding become a crime? If you don't pay your bill. No. Becomes a crime if you're more than 25 miles an hour above the speed limit. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. So, if it's a 25 zone with kids in it and you're going 50, then you are, you get a reckless uh, endangerment charge. It's a misdemeanor. It's not just speeding. Okay. So I asked you, is speeding a crime? And you said yes, and then you said no, and then now it's yes. So that's why you you have an attorney. They know this shit, okay? And they charge you for it. So so when you have only 10 people, and the attorney knows it's only 10, he does the work towards a group that's only 10 people, and you get 10 people's worth of work out of that attorney on the first case. And then he gets, you guessed it, he gets all kinds of exposure as a result of working that. And then a hundred people sign up and want to use his services because he's this super duper precarious attorney. Then, then his next case is you're worth a hundred clients. Guess what he's going to do for a hundred? A lot more than he did for the ten. And again, guess what? He gets exposure. Even if he loses, he gets exposure. Okay. How what? How long does an attorney do attorney work, would you say? Oh, you uh, about three decades, I would think. Because this guy is, he was referred to me by a really old guy, and this guy is a really old guy, and he has trouble just walking. So, I don't know that he would, you know, I think he's probably, I can't speak to him, but... Okay, I think you are not understanding what I'm getting at. No, I do understand what you're saying, but I don't want it to be with that attorney. So no, that's why no, you no. would not say that if you understood what I was saying. Okay. You're saying he gets a lot of exposure. He does a little bit for a little bit of people, and he gets more people, more exposure. He does more and more. He becomes very famous, makes a lot of money, and very happy. Okay. And you're saying you don't want it to be him. No, because I want him to help me with what he's helping me with, and I don't want him to get pissed off, and he doesn't like the idea. Okay. 
Now we're in the middle of a hypothetical, hypothetical, hypothetical. Did you hear the word hypothetical? Go ahead. Okay. We're not talking about your attorney anymore. We're talking about a hypothetical attorney. Well, yeah, sure. And it would probably be a younger guy who would that's right. A younger, happier, hypothetical attorney. We're not talking about your attorney anymore. As a matter of fact, I was never talking about your attorney. Your attorney was part of a hypothetical that I forgot to do hypothetical, hypothetical, hypothetical on. So you specifically asked to talk to my attorney. Yes. To and I was using that as a hypothetical. And while I was discussing it, I got interrupted and I never got to the hypothetical, hypothetical, hypothetical. So that's my my fault. Since I never got to it, I'm supposed to pre-front every hypothetical that way. And I never got to it because I got interrupted. Because you are so vehement about saying you don't want your attorney to have, to have this happen to you. And so you interrupted the whole thing. And I never got to hypothetical, hypothetical, hypothetical. But you got mad at me because I didn't give you the attorney's name. I did not get mad at you for not giving me your attorney's name. Hey, hey, hey. I, I'm a little bit disappointed and I tried to explain it to you, but pretty much most of the times I try to explain things, I get interrupted and then I get mad at you for getting interrupted. So I think I'm more, I get more mad at you for getting interrupted while I'm trying to explain something and trying to reach to a hypothetical, hypothetical, hypothetical or something like that than I am about you. I understand that you don't want your attorney to get involved in this particular thing. What I was trying to do was build up a thing since you understand what it's like to deal with this with a an attorney on an issue, what an attorney would look like or look, how they would operate. Yeah. I know, like, if, you, if you have child custody, you pay every time you go in. If you have divorce, you pay every time you go in. If you have probate, you pay every time you go in. I understand, I, I, I understand that you are looking at it from that perspective. And you are looking at it from that perspective that I was talking about that particular attorney, but I was not talking about that particular attorney. Uh, yes to both. Well, if they take it on contingency, why would you be paying up front? Because you're trying to build up an entire organization. And this guy is going to be the front man for an entire organization. I don't so, think that those are the kind of people that uh, that will listen to uh, this kind of a proposal. But they have friends. Some of them are young. And uh, I'm thinking if you went in with the, I got a suspicious dog, I don't know how to handle it. Yeah. Here's the deal. You make that five minutes. You say, oh, by the way, I'm also looking for an attorney or several attorneys that might be interested in blah, 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 blah. And that's the next ten minutes. Okay, so here is my plan for doing that, which is we set up the organization first, and then then I contact somebody who's going to graduate law school soon, and I say, we need a front man for this organization. Yeah, but do you really want someone that's brand spanking new and doesn't have any experience? Absolutely. Really? Because all the people with experience 
think that they know what they're doing and they really don't. The only people that would come in handy that would have the experience were the people that helped to form uh, labor unions and those guys are all mafioso and dead. So yes, absolutely. It's, a, it's, it's like forming a labor organization, a labor union, and you need somebody who's, who's naive enough to think that it can work. They're all dead. dead. Yeah. Or in witness protection. <laughs> yeah. In bed with somebody. Right. So this is this is like forming a union. I, I don't know if I ever told you, but when I was on a kid, there was this guy on our street. His name was Mr. Hatton, and he was f instrumental in the formation of the Oakland Longshoremen's Union. Wow. Okay. Wow. And from all indicators, and I look at it as an adult, I realize, oh, he was a connected dude. He was connected with the mafia. But he yeah, was. And he lived in a nice neighborhood, and he worked in the ghetto over in Oakland. Well, I don't think he. I don't think he worked in the ghetto anymore. You know what I mean? I think he worked at the high end of the labor union organization meetings and all that stuff. And so his nickname was Daddy Daddy Popcorn. And that's what we called him when we were kids. That was his nickname. And yeah, it, you said something about the popcorn and it's yeah. on the water since so he gave it away or took it to meetings or something. Yeah, he took it to meetings and that became his nickname over at the Oakland Longshoremen's Union. Because he would always bring wow. popcorn. Okay. Wow. So... Uh, he didn't tell me all that many stories, but there's enough enough information there to know that it takes it takes a it takes a willing participant somebody who understands that they're going up against essentially uh, a lot of unknowns you don't need a lawyer who's going to tell you this is what the law says what you need is a lawyer who tells you yeah that's what the law says but guess what everybody and his brother is recording people on the fucking internet and and they're breaking the law every single fucking time they do it so that law is obviously going to fucking change and soon so we might yeah. as well be the ones to do it yeah. okay and so a lawyer who's been in the law for 20 years ain't gonna look at it that way in fact that's the exact opposite of the lawyer you want you want the guy that's the kid that doesn't know shit that thinks, oh, that law should change. It ought to change. It will change because we're. They want to change everything. Yeah, it ought to change. We're the ones to change it, and I'll make money off of it at the same time, and everybody will know of me as the guy that that changed that law. Yeah, I'm all in. That's the lawyer that you want. be part of it that's what I'm getting at is you should write your own book and make your own money it's kind of like you with those uh, records right you have your own story to tell so you tell your story and you stick to the truth and you just tell your side of it Yeah, because you're sitting on you're sitting on fifteen thousand just on one one of those items. The whole collection is worth sixty thousand, even if that's that's not one of the items, right?
up at three in the morning and it was raining and then I think it probably rained a little bit this morning and it hasn't rained since then. Now it's clear, but it was cloudy all day. Yeah. Alright. Well. Alright, so I was trying to tell you about a hypothetical, 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 and we never got to it. So I need, no, I mean, that's why you thought I was mad at you about the lawyer, dude. So, you very, you very specifically said, give me your lawyer's name and just let me talk to him. And it's like, yeah, well, I asked for your lawyer's I'm name a, a couple of times, and one of them was because I wanted to just uh, offer my services to help Donnie. And you said no about that. And then I wanted right. to talk to him about being the front man for this organization, and you said no about that. And, okay, fine. Yeah, because, see, but you're approaching it from a legal standpoint of a legal problem with a legal person that has 25 years and knows the law and can handle a legal problem that he has handled before because he's a legal person doing legal shit on a legal problem. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I'm looking for somebody who's an apple off the tree so that they're not uh, rotten. And uh, none, none of this, uh, well, that's the law, what the law says. It's more like, well, this is what the law is going to say because we are going to end up writing that law. Okay? Right. And that's what I'm looking for. And I was not mad at you for not giving me the name of the legal person that does legal shit for 25 legal fucking years that I'm not going to use. Okay? I'm not mad about that. What I got mad about is I was trying to explain to you this whole concept and I keep getting interrupted and interrupted upon interrupted to the point where I completely lost my thread. I could never even explain it because you're so vehement about saying, no, you can't use that lawyer. No, you can't use that lawyer. No, you can't use that lawyer. Oh, I'm, I don't like this, this idea that, you know, you can't use that lawyer. Okay. It's like, I get okay, it. That's what I just did. I just tried it and it worked. Okay, so I'm not very good at getting past these things where a person interrupts me upon interrupts me upon interrupts me. I just don't know what to do. So now I think I, I understand. It's like I have to get to the hypothetical upon hypothetical upon hypothetical before I can get you to say anything. You have to understand that I'm trying to deal with a hypothetical. Still there? I'm here. All right. I'm walking into Walmart. I gotta use the bathroom. All right. Well, I would consider that a successful interaction since I got through to a, to you understanding it was a hypothetical and and that I I, I had it. It wasn't because I couldn't get through to you. Because you kept asking me for my lawyer's name. No, I did not. I kept trying to bring you to a point of, it, of an understanding that it was a hypothetical, and I never got to that point. Every single time I tried to, you interrupted me and said no to the lawyer. Uh, I didn't want your lawyer's name anymore. I wanted to explain the idea. Okay, okay, so now we got it. Now, now you got, got it. it. Okay. So now you, what you perceived I was mad about, the no, you not giving me the lawyer's name, now you understand what I was mad about, that I can't get through to you to explain a simple hypothetical. But now I think I have the, the tool. Still there? I'm here. I have a call coming in, but I don't know who it is, so I'm going to... Uh, 
decline, I guess. You think it's your landlord? No, it's just somebody I don't know their number. So most of the time that's just like some kind of solicitation or something. Wow. So that's my frustration. And it's my okay. fault that I am frustrated. It's not your fault. Do you, okay, I need to say that again. It's my fault that I am frustrated. It's not your fault. Okay? So I have expressed my frustration, and I probably shouldn't have, but I was frustrated. And now I think I got through to you to the point where I can kind of explain shit. And that's what that's more important to me. Okay. All right. Okay, so I apologize. I apologize for getting frustrated with you, and you were even perceiving I was frustrated over the wrong thing. So there's probably several other things that I have expressed frustration with you, and it's over. You think it's one thing, and it's over something else. But you're still willing to have a conversation, and I, you know, I for me, I could just sit and listen and not interact. You always want interaction. Are you still there? Are you still there? Well, that so, part of that is like, wait, wait, are you still there? Is wait, wait, because wait. we keep dropping the phone calls. <laughs> right, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, in order when for me, in order for me to interact, I have to understand what you're saying. So, in order for me to understand, if if it, if I think I heard something wrong, like the mafia guy being in bed versus being dead, then I have to stop because it doesn't make any sense. That make that under, I understand that, but what happens is you end up talking about dead mafioso guys and people mafioso in bed for about ten or fifteen minutes before we get back on track, and then I lose the thread entirely, to the point where I never even get back to it, and you did not even know that I was trying to get to a hypothetical, right? Until now, you did not know I was talking about a hypothetical with the lawyer dude. Yes, I did ask him, ask you one time, very specifically, so I could help Donnie. And then I asked a second time for his number to do this hypothetical thing, and I tried to explain that to you, and you basically cut me off about 15 times while I was trying to explain the hypothetical thing to you. Okay, well, I'm sorry, because I guess I get asked on the phone. Yeah, that's a frustration for me, and I'm trying to figure out how to get through it. And and I'll tell you why I'm trying to figure it out. I think you can make money selling books. I'm I'm in the 60 million unit market here, and I think you are in a maybe a 20 million unit market or 10 million. I need to find that my tape recorder because when you first were telling me about it, I I went and bought one. And so when I go through my boxes, I'm going through all of them and I'm looking specifically for my tape recorder that takes a chip. Yeah. It takes an SD card. Yeah. I don't have one. That's going to be a lot easier than a stupid phone. It's a pain in the ass. Well, my phone, I actually tried to record, and it would not record phone calls. <laughs> oh, wow. So, uh... Well, maybe I should ask one of the work people. I should ask them about that. Well, I think the trick is everybody now has two phones, and they can you, you can record one phone call on another phone or some weird thing like that. <laughs> That's what I did with the bank lady. Yeah. <laughs> So you go in, you're talking on one phone, and you're recording on the other, right? Yeah. And then you go, oh, I'm sorry, I am in the middle of a phone conversation. Uh, let me just put them on hold or what, uh, while I'm doing this banking thing with you. And for all they know, they're still in the middle of a, of a recorded or electronic conversation. Right? Well, that's what the, all this hypothetical stuff with lawyer dudes and all that stuff is going to handle, and it's going to it's going to come out the other way that uh, bankers are no longer going to lie to you over two dollar items like they've been doing to you in particular. Hey, Kevin. What? I'm in the restroom. I got in the restroom, so I gotta hang up. All right, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, I think I overcame a certain measure of frustration. And uh, I'm not sure she likes it. She interrupts me a lot. Okay, I'm going to call this Top of Dog Bark Hill amygdanology. Um, I was frustrated all day. I uh, called my son. I only got to spend a few minutes and got interrupted 
because the space, some space program, uh, private, private space program was launched today. And so we ended the conversation and he went and watched the private space program. And, and so I didn't get to talk to him very long. And then I was really frustrated and I went for a walk and uh, had a mystery cell phone touchscreen issue where it was kept coming up and interrupting my music. So I was trying to get away from being frustrated and I got more frustrated just walking around trying to be unfrustrated. And I tried to debug it. And I finally kind of figured out that it was me touching my my tit basically was touching the touch screen. And so you turn it around and the tit doesn't touch it, but it does once in a while still interrupt. And so I was still frustrated from that, trying to overcome that, trying to talk about and get on my recording on the phone about my frustrations. And um, I was in the middle of recording about my frustrations in my amygdala and how I was bent out of shape when I got interrupted again by the king, queen of interruptions, which is Rochelle. And so I sat talking to queen of interruptions. <sighs> and finally got interrupted in that conversation because I sat down and the owner of the place I was sitting in down, I started walking came by and and I was on his property so I you know I was just sitting down on his on a stool or on a on not on a garden thing you know where they, you can sit in a garden you know what do you I don't even know what the fucking call a little fucking wall garden wall and so I was walking up the hill coming up the hill and I had her on the phone so I came to the top of the hill and uh, went through Dog Bark Alley and uh, or, or Damnation Alley or or what did I call it? Uh, Death Valley or uh, Valley of Death, <laughs> top of the hill, Valley of Death, dog barking analogy, amygdala analogy. I was in the middle of just amygdala upon amygdala upon frustration upon getting interrupted, and then I finally got past the dog, you know, the dog wasn't there, came through the door, and I and I started to record a conversation with uh, Rochelle you know, on the Chrome box instead of on the phone, because I wasn't even talking, I wasn't recording her on the phone. And so the difference in the file types between recording things on the voice and recording on the phone is I cannot in import the voice.3gp file types um, into into this particular uh, podcast. I got to go back and uh, change their video types or file types in order to re-import uh, re them here. So I'm just going to describe them and, and then re-import them later. I mean, it's, it was, uh, starts at in the morning with dogs out, and it was, and then there was one voice with today's date and mystery cell phone touchscreen issue. Today's date, top of the hill dog bark analogy with dot M4A, which I believe I can import. Overcoming interruptions, hypothetical lawyers, precarious class. And that's uh, something I believe I can import here. And then I think I'll import details that don't matter because I was pretty frustrated. And uh, that's about it. The real one is the top of the hill dog barking one and overcoming interruptions because this is about interruptions today. I was really frustrated with Rochelle, and I got through, and I basically told her, you know, quit fucking interrupting me. <laughs> and I finally got through to talk about a hypothetical about her lawyer, because she can't process a hypothetical when it's about a real fucking lawyer, that she she has something to say about her real fucking lawyer. Well, fuck that. I just want to bring talk about a hypothetical. She cannot get past it. And she interrupted, had interrupted me multiple, multiple times before that. So that's what this is. This is just describing those files that I cannot import because I'm frustrated. At some point in time, we'll be able to import them or something, but uh, 
right now I am frustrated with the whole fucking frustration process and overcoming it. And, and, and so my amygdala is operating even after I know it's operating and have been gone past interruptions and have recorded all this shit, I still am frustrated. All right. So I uh, expressed a lot of frustration at Rochelle during the conversation and I, and I walked home I was already frustrated. I had already said in my inter my uh, recording that I was amygdala at the top of the hill, amygdala. That's an interesting analogy, top of the hill, amygdala. Top of the hill, barking dog, amygdala. So uh, once I got to that point and I came in, I started recording here because I was on the phone and not recording her. So, uh, and we covered a lot of ground and um, she interrupts a lot. I'm very frustrated with her. And I wonder where my fucking amygdala gets all triggered with her. Because she's she's a fucking interrupter. Interrupts a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. To the point where I've had several discussions with her. Trying to talk to her. To explain to her about the attorney thing. And she has never let me get to the point where I finally said. Look, this is a fucking hypothetical. She never got got to it until just now. So, um, yeah, I can see why people get really fucking frustrated with her. Really. And yesterday it cost me, uh, it cost me a, a sunset. And today I didn't want it to cost me a sunset. And I, and I was walking, I was talking to her walking through the valley of death, basically, which is <laughs> where the dog comes down uh, the driveway. But, uh, I wasn't recording it. So, uh, I, I was at the height of my amygdala when I came through the doors and started recording. So, it's probably driven by amygdala to say, hey, fuck this. I am not going to get fucking uh, interrupted anymore by Rochelle. I don't want it to cost me any more fucking sunsets. So, that was what was my amygdala was telling me. And she ended up saying, oh, you have these big ideas and you're willing to pursue it. And then uh, me, I just, uh, you know, and, and I said, well, you know, you can be, just be part of it. You just run your own little idea or your own side of it. Okay. She, she doesn't seem to get that. She seems to think that I'm asking her to do it. And she's not even willing to give me the name of her fucking lawyer who probably would like to make that money. But the lawyer would end up not working on her case, so she's not going to do it. So that's, you know, so she runs her own selfish agenda. And uh, she ran her agenda so profusely that she wasn't even allowed, letting me get to the point where I was telling her, dude, I'm not even asking for your, your lawyer's name anymore. I'm trying to get to a fucking hypothetical to run this idea past you. Because it's a, it's a, it's a provocative idea, okay? And it's a huge idea. It's a 60 million people, 100 million people idea. So, and and I have had big ideas before. I had this idea for, uh, you know, when, when these little thumbwheel things, uh, uh, research in motion, and there's a two-way pager, and I thought, shit. Uh, it work for having a cab company and you just you sell really strongly discounted research in motion pagers and then you're in pager connection with every cab cab in the company and they have first crack at these people that want cabs and then you get to have back and forth with them and you know, I'm over on this you know I'm on Lexington and first no I'm on Lexington and second and where are you and how do I get here and how long is it going to take okay gosh doesn't that sound like a like an idea that worked like a 17 billion dollar idea called uber and then there's another 10 billion dollar idea called lyft between the two of them what 25 billion dollars okay i had an idea for distance learning that my wife characterized as piracy and today is being done. So this is my idea for changing life for the Pagraic class. And my wife is now going to become an example of 
bitches that fuck up precariat class members. And even uh, Rochelle is a is a precariat class person who runs against the agenda of precariat class. Why? Because she's got her own selfish agenda. And so precariat class is going to have to kind of overcome this whole idea of their own selfish agenda so that they can become part of this hornet's nest and be inside of the hive instead of outside. And she doesn't get it. She doesn't want it. She wants things for her own self, her own thing. And I get it. And I don't even want her a fucking lawyer. I just wanted to run the idea past her to see what, you know, she thought of it. And she's a little bit small-minded, to be candid. I think, I think women, I don't know, I, I can't quite figure this out, but I think they're afraid of big fucking ideas. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a man thing. Men have big ideas and women say, um, no, that's not going to work for me. No, because I want to drive my two miles and I don't want to have a whole fucking organization that's going to protect me for those two miles or whatever the fucking hypothetical. They can't think in hypotheticals, that's for fucking sure. You have to go hypothetical, hypothetical, hypothetical three times fast and, you, oh, I'm t you know, click your heels three times and say, you know, there's no place like home. Holy fuck, it's so hard to deal with women on some of these issues. It's weird. All right, well. I, you know, this idea, I'm, I, I might be the wrong guy for this idea. I'm the wrong guy for the motorhome idea that I had. Turns out that that kid that was living in his white box truck at Google, he was the right one for the motorhome idea. Living in a motorhome, lots of people have had that idea, and I was going to write a book about it and all that shit and deduct all that money off of my taxes because I was living in the motorhome, and all of, all of that would be my business or something, right? Writing a book and all that shit. But a lot of people had that idea, and I wasn't the right guy for that idea. It turns out that this kid working at Google is the one, the right one with that idea because he's like, oh, white box. Nobody notices a white fucking box. They noticed motorhomes. So I... I did not have that as part of my genetic understanding of motorhomes. I have always thought motorhomes are kind of cute, kind of nice. I like it. I like seeing big things out on the road. But other people, they see a motorhome and they see old, beat up, second class, low class, uh, scary, creepy. That's what they see. And I didn't see that. I saw motorhomes as beautiful so wasn't the right guy for that idea I might not be the right guy for this precariat class uh, recording idea maybe I'm, I'm the guy that has ideas I'm not the right guy for them Moses of ideas right you you get to go to the promised land but I don't I don't know it's frustrating I'll tell you that much and I'm old already, so not like my ideas are going to serve me very much. My ideas are going to serve either my family, <laughs> not much left of my family. I, I, if I could choose, if I had a billion dollars and I was going to distribute the money to my family, right? Who would I distribute it to? to out of the out of the eight kids and my immediate uh, wife and children. How would I distribute a billion dollars? Like a percentage, adding up to one billion. Hmm. I think about uh, five billion to Daniel, two billion to Grace. There's seven. So then three billion among the rest. Um, about half a million to my wife. Maybe zero to my wife. Not really sure. And then, let's see, hmm, maybe 500 million to uh, my church, churches, whichever, Alano Club, that type of thing, start another Alano Club. And then, so that's what, two and a half billion left among the eight siblings? 
divide it evenly or some other way that you know where you figure it out how to divide money out I, I liked what uh, um, my stepsister and stepbrother did when they gave money out they figured out oh we can get 14,000 per person and not trigger a tax code thing so something like that would I don't know but I wouldn't I don't know how I would distribute I would probably say okay here's two and a half billion here's O'Malley Central because that was the idea I had for O'Malley's and I would buy O'Malley Central and then you buy in to O'Malley Central using uh, uh, what is uh, tenancy in common and so as long as I'm alive then I'm in control of tenancy in common and then it becomes a sort of a committee decision among O'Malley's for tenancy in common who gets to buy who doesn't who's in you know Dutch with O'Malley's and whatever and all they really control is the common grounds they don't control all the real tenancy in common stuff those are sold separately on the market yeah that's how I would do it so yeah you want you want you in here you know you're part of your billion dollars you've got to live on O'Malley Central Ooh. or own it own part of O'Malley Central I don't know that's how I would do it though so it would become a it would become a, a compound yeah that's how I would do it and then s distribute some cash too right you know that makes sense I don't know I don't know it's just fantasizing all right, uh, what am I calling this? I don't even know what I was calling this. What was I talking about?